a worship moment in here right now. There's a worship moment. There's a worship moment. There's a God moment going on right now. Wherever you are, enter into his presence. Enter into this worship moment. Enter into this moment here. Hey, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you, God. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We feel your presence today. Oh, glory. 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 Ah, thank you, God. We worship you. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead and worship him where you're home. Worship him where you are. I don't care where you are right now. If you're driving down the street, go ahead and worship him. Uh, if you're in your living room, worship him. If you're in the dining room or in your kitchen, worship him. Worship him. Your bedroom's a sanctuary. Worship him. Hey, glory, 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 glory. The anointing is here. The anointing, the anointing, the anointing. I feel the anointing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Woo, woo, glory. Father, we honor you. We thank you for the presence of the living God in this place and in every place that will be touched by the word as we preach in this moment. Have your way and speak afresh in this house. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. From the Message Bible this morning, I want to take the passive scriptures that we have been working on, and I want to look at uh, just a couple of verses there from the Message Bible, beginning at verse 6, and this is the passage from Jonah chapter 3 we've been looking at, beginning at verse 6. When the message reached the king of Nineveh, he got up off his throne, threw down his royal robes, dressed in burlap and sat down in the dirt. Then he issued a pro public proclamation throughout Nineveh, authorized by him and his leaders. Not one drop of water, not one bite of food for man, woman, or animal, including your herds and flocks. Dress them all, people, both people and animals, in burlap and send up a cry for help to God. Everyone must turn, must turn around. Turn back from an evil life and the violent ways that stain their hands. Who knows? Maybe God will turn around and change his mind about us. Quit being angry with us and let us live. God saw what they had done that they had turned away from their evil lives. He did change his mind about them. What he said he would do to them, he didn't do. For the next few moments, I wanna talk about God of a second chance. This is part three. God of a second chance. 
<clears throat> what interests me this morning is the fact that we see a shift going on in Nineveh which changes the trajectory of their lives and the destiny path they were on. Truth be told, if the word of the Lord that has been foretold to them had been completed, God would have struck Nineveh. The scriptures use that God would destroy it, and the message Bible says God would smash it. He does not say how he would destroy it, smash it, or overthrow it, whether he would allow their enemies to come in and overtake them, or whether he allow some sudden destruction to come upon them. But we do know this much, he called upon them to make a change. He calls upon them to do something different with their lives. And notice now, the Bible teaches us that Jonah has been given a word, and the word is said, in 40 days. In 40 days, 40 days. I want something to take place in 40 days. And the number 40 is interesting, not just because we're looking for symbolism, but the number 40 is interesting because 40 speaks to a thing in the fact that God uses this number. Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. Moses was before the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. It was 40 days and 40 nights with Noah. Yeah, 40 speaks to something, but 40 also is the number of quarantine. You look up the word quarantine and the number 40 is the completion of a quarantine. It was the number that they used. The word quarantine comes from 40 because 40 days was seen to be the time to keep animals and beasts on the ships that were carrying them as cargo, as quarantine to make sure they weren't sick. So he says to them, he says, I'm going to give you 40 days to find out just how sick you are. If in 40 days something doesn't happen, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to come in and there will be a destruction in the land. I feel like preaching here. But God says, I, I need to find out who you are in this situation. What's happening with you? What kind of people are you? What, what kind of people are you before God? I know what I see and what I see I don't like. I see murder in your street and I don't like it. I, I see war and rumor of war and I don't like it. I see hate and envy and strife and I don't like it. I see racism and sexism and classism and I don't like it. What I see, I see poverty, the poor getting poorer and the rich getting richer. I don't like it. I see the destruction of the home and I don't like it. I see prisons filled and I don't like it. I see the destruction of morality and I don't like it. And God says, I need to see what you all about and here it is he says I need to find out what you're about hey 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 come on back I feel like preaching today here here it is he says I need to see something in you can there be a shift in you that'll make a change in me let me preach this thing today is there a shift in you that will make a change in me. Lord, I know I just messed somebody up, but hang with me for a minute here. There is a threefold shift in the text. Two things done by man and one done by God. Two things done by people, men, women, and two things and one thing done by God. Two things done by people and animals. And one thing done by God. There is a threefold shift. 
that manifests itself as a result of their change. Let me preach one minute. Number one, number one, get this, get this. I'm, I'm going to try not to be long this morning. Here it is, number one, number one. They had a change from the heart. They had a change from the heart. How do I know they had a change from the heart? Because they made a decision. They started making that decision before the king got involved. They already had called a fast. They already were turning their place down. Then the king spoke afterward. Sometimes you can't follow the leader. Sometimes you got to go and lead. Oh, let me preach a little bit. You, you, sometimes you got to go ahead and do what you know is right. The, the Bible says Jonah went around preaching and the people called a fast. They dressed in burlap to show their repentance and everyone did it. The rich and the poor. The Message Bible uses these words, the famous and the obscure. The leaders and the followers. Uh, uh, the psalmist, Psalm 7 and 9 says, Oh, let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end, but establish the just. For the righteous God tests the hearts and minds. God wants to know, is, is this decision from your heart? And, and how do I know it's from their heart? Uh, there's an A and B underneath here. A, I know because they change their attention. They changed their attention, you see. They, they were mired in self-indulgence. But they turned away from self-indulgence into this place of sacrifice to turn their attention to God. Let, let me preach it a little while. You see, you see their self-indulgence, watch where I'm going, y'all. Their self-indulgence mirrors the attention of the New Testament apostasy. In the New Testament, in 2 Timothy, the, the, God, the apostle lines out for us what happens when people put their attention on the self and on the flesh. And that when they do this, they get in a position where they are now actively pursuing things that are antithetical to the things that God would have them pursue. And what the Bible says in the New Testament in Timothy is that these things show you you're in last days and last times when you see these things going on. These are the same things that were going on in Nineveh. And Nineveh decided to have a change. Y'all missed it. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 7. I'm not going to read them all. You can read them later. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, bolsters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. He says, I need you to know that people become self-indulgent. And what Nineveh did was they turned away from their self-indulgence and they turned their attention toward God. Uh, you, 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 how do I know this is, this is Nineveh here in, in 2 Timothy? Because in 2 Timothy, he's, by, get to verse 5, he says, they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. The Ninevites had many gods they worshipped. The Ninevites had several things they worshipped. They had a form of godliness, 
but no power. And there are too many people living today that have a form of godliness but have no power, have no anointing, have no discernment, have no spirit, have no power. Oh, glory to God. Ever learning and never being able to come into the knowledge of truth. Learning all kind of stuff but can't get a hold of truth. That's how crazy theories and all kind of crazy things were up in the world. That's how people are able to put conspiracy theories into the minds of the folk because everybody is ever learning but never coming into the knowledge of truth. That's how you can have alternative facts because you don't have to deal with truth because you're ever learning stuff but never getting truth. He said they, 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 they turned their attention towards God. But not only did they turn their attention towards God, but, but they changed their attitude. Uh, Patty LaBelle helped me one time. Sometime you got to catch yourself a new attitude. The old attitude won't work no more. You need a new attitude. You need to get a fresh perspective and a fresh mind about things. You see, they went from carelessness to concerned. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carelessness is when you do what you want to do because you want to do it. You know one of the songs I like to quote, not because I like the song, but the song speaks volumes to the way we think. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. And a man said, I can't tell you who to sock it to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a whole lot of folk who are busy with the attitude of doing their own thing. And they're not caring about what God wants. I'm preaching in here today. These folk changed their attitude. They, they went from unconcerned to saying, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. God says he's going to come in. God said he's bringing judgment. Well, what if we went to praying? What if we went to fasting? What if we called upon his name? Just maybe, it might be, I can't say surely, surely, but, but it might happen that he changes his mind. I know I'm messing with somebody who has this theology that God can't change his mind, but I'm going to break that before I get done today because they had a right mind about it. I want to get God to change his mind. Hezekiah said, I know what you said, brother prophet. I don't doubt you. I don't say you're a lying prophet. I don't say that what you said is not supposed to come to pass. But I heard God say that I was going to die and not live. But I need to talk to God for myself because you got a word from him. But I need to see, is there any other word from the Lord? God, is there something else you're speaking into the earth realm? God, when you hear my cry, when you hear my prayer, when you hear my plea, is there something else you'll do? And God, before the man of God could get out the courtyard, he said, go on back in there. Speak a second word to him and tell Hezekiah, thou, my man of God, you're not going to die. Instead, God is adding grace. God is adding mercy. God is adding healing. God is adding deliverance. God is adding a breakthrough. 
and what you thought was going to be death for sure, God has given you 15 more years. God knows how to change God's mind. Let, Let me see if I can work this in. They, 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 they changed their attitude from carelessness to concern. But, 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 but the second point, not, not only did they, did they in the beginning have a change from the heart, which was a decision, but two, they, they, they changed from their handiwork, which was their direction. It's one thing to make a decision. It's another thing to actually do something about it. You see, you can have a good attention, means you're looking in the right direction. And you can have a good attitude, which means you have the right spirit about it. But if you don't actually put some action with it, then you haven't really done anything but put on a show. Let me help you right here. They had changed from their handiwork because they changed their direction. Let me, let me see what I mean. If you read the Message Bible, 6 through 9, notice what he says to them. I'm going to go halfway through. He says, I want you to even dress the animals in burlap. I don't want anybody eating. I don't want anybody drinking. He says, including your herd and your flock. He says, even I want you to put, I want you to put burlap on the animals. Dress them all. Both the people and the animals. Even the dog going fast. I need, I need the cow to fast. I, I want the sheep to pass. I, I want the goat to fast. Everybody, nobody drinking nothing. Everybody in here going fast. As for me and my house, and if you're in my house and I feed you, you fasting too. Everybody, he said, he said don't, don't, even, don't even feed them. He said, and send up a cry for help to God. Now, notice what he says. I, I said they need to change the direction, right? Here's what the message Bible says. Everyone must turn around. Everyone must turn around. Notice the text says, turn back from their evil life. Help me here, Holy Ghost. You see, if there's not a change of direction, then there is no real change. True repentance, metanoia, is a change of mind. And a change of mind is demonstrated in a change of action. If you're not going to change what you do, then you really have not had a metanoia experience. In other words, you have not come to a place of real repentance because real repentance requires you to do something. And when they change their direction... Now watch what happens. Number three, I'm trying to get done. I want to finish on time today, but I feel an anointment on this word right here. I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get it. Once they made their two moves, they were set up for God to make a move because then you get a change from the head. And I call that deliverance. Once they made a decision and they changed directions, all of a sudden, they got deliverance. Let me, let me see if I can get, listen, listen. The message Bible says in verse 10, God saw what they had done, that they had turned away, changed direction from their evil lives. He did change his mind about them. What he said he would do to them, he 
didn't do. I feel something up in here. God changed his mind when they changed their direction. Oh, I feel like preaching in here today. God changed his mind when they changed their direction, when they turned from evil, when they turned from their wicked ways. God changed his mind. God, woo, help me here preach a minute. Let me help you. Here's what. Look at, look at, the, look at, look at Jonah 3.10 one more time. Look, look at what the text says. It says, God saw what they had done when they had turned away. I wish somebody would just say, it's time to turn away. It's time to turn away. It's time to turn away. There's some stuff that you've been looking at. It's time to turn away. There's some places you've been heading toward. It's time to turn away. There's some things you've been trying to get into. It's time to turn away. When they turn away, God changed his mind. Watch this, watch this, watch this. I, 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 wish, I wish I could get it here one more time. God changed his mind. When they changed their direction, he changed their fate. Y'all help me one minute here, Holy Ghost. When they changed their direction, he changed their fate. He, I just said I was going to destroy it. I just said I was going to smash it. I just said I was going to overthrow it. But since you changed your direction, I'm going to change your fate. What would have been so won't be so. What, what would have happened won't happen now. What was supposed to take place will not take place. There's a reprieve in the land. Y'all missed it, went over your head. There's a reprieve in the land. There's a relenting in the land. There's a releasing in the land. What was supposed to take place will not take place because when you change your direction, he changes your fate. Y'all ain't ready for me today. Y'all <laughs> Listen, listen. Deliverance is the result of a changed direction. You can't get deliverance until you change your direction. Deliverance is the result of a change. Let me preach this one more time. I got to get this out because I feel a word in here. Listen, when we change, God changes things. You need to write that in the chat right now. When we change, God changes things. You want God to change something? You make a change. You can't keep doing what you've been doing and expect God to do something special for you. When we change, God changes. When we change, God changes. When we change, God changes. Lord, change it for me. When you gonna change? Lord, fix it for me. When you gonna change? Lord, make a way for me. When you gonna change? Lord, deliver me. When you gonna change? When we change, God changes things. I, I know, I know, I know, I know y'all, y'all ain't, y'all ain't quite with me just yet. Cause see, some of y'all are confused cause you think that God can't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And I believe that, but that ain't got nothing to do with him changing his mind. <laughs> Let me help you here. Listen, listen, don't confuse the unchanging character of God. 
See, see, with the, his loving posture toward people. God's character is not going to change. And everything God does is going to line up with God's character. It's not going to change. God has a covenant with Israel. It's not going to change. God loves people. That's not going to change. Everything God does is going to line up with God's character. Because God can't lie and he cannot die. Oh. Listen, listen. God's character doesn't change. The divine character is love. And what you see here is a demonstration of love and compassion. Preach what? Some of us need to understand the compassion of God. The love of God is greater. I know, I know, y'all ain't, ain't got me just yet, so let me see if I can preach a little harder here. He says, listen, understand this. He would, this is God's will. He would that none would perish. Matthew 18, verse 14, he says, I would none. I don't want anybody to perish. That's his character. That's not changing. Now, just because justice is going to prevail and have a final say ultimately in life does not mean that's the wish of God or the will of God. God's will is first to save us. Loving mercy is within the character of God. Preaching here what? Loving mercy, yeah, yeah, it's in the character of God. I want to close here. I've got to stop. But you know the story of the potter and the potter's wheel. And I'm sure you've read it a dozen times because the clay was marred while it was still in the master's hand. But did you really understand what the story was? Let me help you here to get the story and actually juxtapose it against what's happening here in Jonah. Come on to church, y'all. Jeremiah 18, verses 7 through 10 gives us an inkling. God says, here's what I was thinking about. He says, the instant I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck it up, to pull it down, and to destroy it. If that nation against whom I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relent of the disaster that I thought to bring upon it. Y'all still ain't got it. Y'all ain't got it. Y'all ain't feeling me in here. Y'all ain't feeling it. He says, he said, if they turn from evil, put that scripture back on the screen for me one second. If they turn from evil, I, I just want to get that one. If they turn from its evil, I will relent. This is the amplified version. I will relent and I will reverse my decision concerning the nation, the devastation that I intended to do. God said, living here. I have got a way that I can relent. I can reverse that which was a curse upon your life. If I get somebody that will turn around and say, God, have your way. You are the potter. I am the clay. God, take complete control. I'm yours, Lord. Everything I am and everything I'm not, I'm yours, Lord. Oh, Sit down, Watts. I'm trying to help you here. Listen, listen. 
Somebody's going to tell me, Reverend, you don't, got, you don't understand what you're talking about. Because I heard the Bible say that God said, I change not. And I want to help you here. You better read it again. Because if you read the passage correctly, you'll read it with the loving overtones that God gave. Malachi 3 and 6 says this in the Amplified Version. It says, for I am the Lord, I do not change. Watch this. Now, now here, the Amplified Version gives us a parenthetical statement that says, but I remain faithful to my covenant with you. What he says I'm not changing is my faithfulness to you. God said, I'm not changing my faithfulness to you. He said, that is why. He said, it's the only reason why, oh sons of Jacob, I, you have not come to an end. The only reason you haven't been destroyed is I've been faithful to you. God wants you to understand something. I've changed for you because I want to change for you. I set you up to give you a breakthrough. I set you up to heal you. I set you up to deliver you. I set you up to bring you out. I set you up to give you a testimony. And you're coming out with your hands up. You're coming out with a hallelujah. I'll change my mind to bless you. Somebody ought to give God a praise. Woo! I got to close. We've been long, we've been long, we've been long. We've been long, we've been long, we've been long. I know I got to get out of the way, but I want to tell you, God says, if you change, I'll change things. And I don't know what it is you need to change in your life that's going to get God to change things. But if you change, I'll change things. That's why he said, if my people who are called by my name would, would, would humble themselves and seek my face, and then he says, you got to change. Turn. Do you see it? Do you see the word? Turn. Because as you change, I'll change. Turn from their wicked ways. He said, then will I hear from heaven, I'll heal their land. You ain't got that. He said, I need to see you change. And I'll change. Oh, glory. There's a change coming. Oh, change has come over me. God's going to make it do, make it so. He's going to work it out. I want to invite somebody today who does not know the Lord Jesus Christ and the pardon of your sins. That this is a day that you can receive God for yourself. I love you already and God loves you. If you don't know the Lord, I want you to pray this simple prayer with me and just say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I acknowledge you as my personal Savior. God, I thank you for what you did for me on Calvary. I receive your precious gift and I claim my salvation in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer with me, I'm going to ask you to call me at one of the listed numbers on the screen. I'm going to ask you to email me. Let me know I prayed that prayer. Bishop, I want to give my life to Christ. I want someone to talk with me more. And I'm going to walk with you. We'll walk you right through. If you want, you're a member, you want to be a member of this fellowship, become an I member today. 
You can be an internet member of this church. I love you all with the love of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Here it is. We're getting ready to close. I want to invite you. Keep, stay right there. I love that right there. Just keep playing. Keep playing. I, I, I want to close, but I invite you to join us in giving. Just whatever you can do. Tithers, you've been taught well enough to know how to get a release. Tithe. Givers, give. If you're not a member, then you ought to be a giver. You want to make sure you sow in where you're being sown into. You want to sow into the house. So be a giver. Be a giver. Be a tither. Don't forget your capital gifts. It's the first of the month. I need you to join us in stewardship giving. Those are the gifts we give. You know, I don't promise Cadillacs, houses, land. What I do promise is that as you're obedient to God, God's going to bless you. As you honor God, God's going to honor you. As you do, God's going to do. God is a blessing, healing, delivering God. So join us in giving. Father, I thank you for every giver and every gift. May they give from the depths of their hearts and not, Lord, out of necessity, because I know you love a happy, hilarious giver. Do it now. And bless them, Lord, a hundredfold. In Jesus' name, amen.